I think the first thing I can say is it's not podcast 25, actually. This is hopefully the first of three podcasts from the Edinburgh Fringe. I wasn't really sure what to call it. It was just going to be Edinburgh Man at the Fringe. Then I thought maybe Edinburgh Man's Floppy Fringe. But then I, I got a haircut. It's not that floppy. No, I got a haircut last week, so it's not floppy at all. Got a, oh, a haircut. <laughs> yeah. What did you, you think I see? A heckle. A heckle. I just imagine you were just walking down the street in Edinburgh and someone was just really getting into the festival vibe and you said, you're not, you're not so floppy. And you were like... What? Yeah, that's that, that's that gone. So, <laughs> anyway, hopefully we'll, we'll start some great music, but the chat, rather than just me talking rubbish, it'll be, it'll be me and Gordon talking rubbish, and it'll be mostly about the festival. Um, so let's play some music anyway. This is the Vaseline's and it's Sex with an X. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Let's do it, let's do it again. You look so right. Must be wrong for me, you look so right. You must be wrong for me, you look so right. You must be wrong for me, let's do it, let's do it again. Help me, help me, my resolve is breaking. I'm giving up, I'm going down. I've done too much of all the stuff that I was warned. Do not touch. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Feels so good, it must be bad for me. Let's do it, let's do it again. You look so right, you must be wrong for me. You look so right, you must be wrong for me. You look so right, you must be wrong for me. Let's do it, let's do it again. Stop me, stop me, please forgive me. To see the light I've been cursed But now it's worse I don't know what I did last night So right, you must be wrong for me. You look so right, you must be wrong. 
this vast leaves and sex with the next has got really busy here actually probably, yeah. they probably can't even hear our voices I think I think people just saw our laptops and just thought <laughs> oh it's it's the Guardian <laughs> gotta get our picture in there and our four star reviews and there's a band playing over there as well some somewhere over there I can definitely hear I think this looks like a homemade double bass or something yeah one of them has a beret <laughs> Miggy's an artist there's a lot of that going around um, I should explain what I should probably do is explain or what we should probably do because we've got, yes normally it's just me on the podcast normally I just make it from my flat um, on my own playing music but I thought for the Fringe for the Edinburgh Festival Fringe it would be a good idea to have someone else to talk to and also um, to talk about the Edinburgh Festival. If you don't know anything about the Edinburgh Festival, we should probably explain it to you. How would you describe? I should. Oh. <laughs> I would describe it as very bumpy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> those microphones just go flying this way and that. We're on a temporary floor, which is in the back of the Pleasance Courtyard, which is one of the venues in Edinburgh. I think it's. Uh, I think it's actually almost. Well, I, uh, to be honest, I've never really been here as a tourist. Uh, I've lived here for three years now. And one of the most exciting things about it is just the way. It just suddenly turns into a festival. In the sense that all, all these places, a lot of empty uh, university-type places that are just full of skateboarders or no cars, suddenly turn into bars and exciting purple cows. And That skateboard one is a good one, isn't it? Because normally there's a big square in Edinburgh where all the skateboarders hang out. It's skateboarders and drunks. And, and yes, and now it's got a massive... 50 foot inflatable cow it's it's just kind of exciting how it all springs up overnight uh, and it's good because it's exactly one month which is exactly the amount of time that you don't quite get annoyed with it and want everyone to go home but it's also cool just because you can just about every room in Edinburgh has an act on in it of all sizes I saw there's some they put up some telephone boxes as well they've got like one is that the invisible dot thing yeah I don't oh, know that's... what that is is that like a one person show or a one audience invisible member dot, show invisible dot I think is um, Tim Key's agency ah they, they um doing something with Tim Key and something with uh possibly John Luke Roberts or something uh <laughs> is <there laughs> this, <a> <laughs> this is one thing I've just noticed actually if you do it in, a, in an area where you don't have power your laptop goes into sleep mode <laughs> Is it still recording? It's still recording. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I saw that phone box, and which is actually funny because uh, phone boxes don't exist anymore. Well, they do, but they normally are cash machines or something or rather grimy, than grimy, just urinals. But maybe this one will be less grimy. It's a slightly pink red as well. I wonder if they weren't allowed to paint it the correct red. <laughs> yeah, it's like a National Trust registered yeah, paint Yeah, possibly. Color. They've like a, it's a trademark of the post office or whatever it is or something like that um, yeah so do you, do you want to tell us about yourself Gordon or are you quite happy just to be Gordon <laughs> I, well I don't know what there is to tell I'm uh, not Scottish native you're kidding yeah, I've, yeah I'm not American well I'm half American half Canadian half British so that makes me sort of one and a half people which is uh, useful sometimes and even though you live in Edinburgh you do go to lots of things during the fringe because I do for a long time when I lived here first for about five years I never went to anything in the fringe it took me about five years to pluck up the courage to go into town during the fringe the first year I saw one show uh, which luckily was Tim Minchin it was really really good but it was a preview show so I actually saw nothing during the whole <laughs> festival last year I got into it I read my guide and thought of things to do and looked for things that weren't too expensive and had a good time and cool. I thought I'll do that again this year but possibly just see a lot of uh, free fringe shows and five pound fringe shows and yeah I think there's a bit of a sort of a a, a rebellion against because a lot of the shows have got quite expensive so there are quite a few sort of five pound shows and 
free ones as yeah. well. It's an interesting economic uh, little subclimate you have here in Edinburgh for the month. But uh, the five pound, was it five pound fringe or free fringe last year that won this sort of spirit of the fringe? Yeah. Uh, award and I think yeah that is quite nice because you know you've got your Fosters moving in here claiming the comedy awards and a lot of corporate sponsorship and it is nice it's to see quite a lot more sponsorship this year than normal actually that's something that you do notice um, anyway so the, yeah so this is what we're normally going to chat about is different things about the fringe if you are at the fringe actually hopefully we'll have some tips maybe of some of the things that we've seen um, so if you are in Edinburgh and if you're at the Fringe, hopefully that might be useful for you. If you're not in Edinburgh, because I know about half of the people that listen to the podcast are from the States or from Singapore or Brazil or all manner of strange places, maybe this will encourage you to come next year. Or, you know, just go on YouTube or MySpace or something <laughs> where, you can, uh, yeah, where you can just hear the comedy and, uh, you know... Surreptitiously recorded from the back of comedy venues. But without having to pay £5,000 for a flat for a month. Yeah, they are a bit expensive, actually. That is one good thing about living in Edinburgh. It means that you get the cheap rent, whereas everybody who comes... Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't clever enough to move in with friends and rent my flat out for, uh, you know, to Jim I've Davidson. I've never been or... able to do that. I should really try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> I should play some, let's play some more music, why don't we? I've got all my music is in a different order from the one I've written down, actually, which means that I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to play next. But I'll tell you what, I'll play Les Savvy Five next. This is the equestrian. This is from their album Les Day Friends that came out in 2007.
shame that wasn't recording. <laughs> that was really weird. We just got asked for directions to Hollywood Park. It's I'm a microphone. Do you think it's a microphone and the, yeah. the computers? Oh. And it's also got very busy. I'm trying to speak a little bit closer to the microphone because it's got even busier and noisier. So we'll probably find at the end of this that none of this will be recorded. <laughs> so we will be transmitting it again in Morse code. <laughs> Uh, and the music as well. Obviously. Um, oh, we're gonna get some flyers as well. Nah. This is one thing about staying in the Pleasance, which is you get covered in flyers. So if you stay here for more than an hour, you have a massive booklet worth of flyers by the end of it for different shows. Um, anyway, I played Lasavi. We, we played, sorry. Not, we both pressed the, we did, the play we button did. together. <laughs> we played Lasavi Fab and the Equestrian. Um, I played that ages ago, actually. That's a repeat. What I thought I'd do for the podcast is play some new stuff and play some old stuff since it was a bit more of a special podcast. So that was played back in podcast number six, which must have been like in March or something crazy like that. Um, that is prodigious podcasting. I know. I've done it every week since. That's good work. It's uh, hardcore. I, I, what I'm going to do after this, I'm going to take two weeks off, I think, after the festival. <laughs> I do another podcast. And I don't think we've done anything since November. So uh, It makes it more special, I think. If you... Yeah, yeah. It's more of a time capsule. <laughs> It is a your podcast that you do is a it is topical as well. It is as it? well. Does that not mean that it's? It means it's got a special place in history. Right. And okay. It's not really relevant now, but in a couple thousand years, it's going to be the next Samuel Pepys, basically, <laughs> just without all the cheese burying. <laughs> Maybe you should start burying cheese. I'm podcast. Once I get a ground floor flat, yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Um, we should probably t- talk. Oh. There is lots of background noise, obviously. <laughs> it makes it more exciting, I think. Um, what have you got? Have you been to any, see anything? We should talk about stuff that we've seen at the Fringe that's, more, that's useful to other people who might be going to go and see something. Is there anything you've seen that's really good that you'd recommend? Oh, I've seen a bu- yeah, I've seen a few things. I mean, it's only early days yet, so if I do get you know invited back, I might have more to talk about. But um, I saw Claudia O'Doherty on a recommendation. I think she won okay. Best New Act at Melbourne Festival just now stand-up comedy yep yeah oh yeah she does jokes well you know fun stuff and um she i don't think is related to david o'doherty although they did write a book about pandas together fair enough (laughs) she is australian and he is not uh but she does a uh show about being the last survivor of a underwater colony which i don't know i don't you know I don't really want to spoil anything. Well, I have two approaches to this. One was that we could spoil all the jokes from all the shows so that if the show was really crap, you wouldn't see it. And if it was really good, you wouldn't need to see it. That's true. So that's that, that's a, that'd be a service to the community. But otherwise, i just say, oh, is, she, she was fun. Is the show just her name, or is it... Got it a... is called Monster of the Deep 3D. Ah, yes. I came out of Josie Long's show on Thursday or Friday, and I was flyered by Daniel Kitson I came out of the show and some hairy man complimented my Jeff Lewis t-shirt and then handed me a flyer for Monsters of the Deep 3D who was that hairy man and then later on apparently someone told me it was Daniel Kitson I wasn't really paying attention I guess well I think there is some sort of weird there's some sort of hipster comedy clique or something because I think that's why she was writing a book with David O'Doherty about Ah. pandas and uh, I don't know. There's other Australian comedy, and I've obviously comedians. failed being a fanboy of that hipster clique. If I, I neglected know, to have identified no, no. <laughs> someone with a beard handing me a flyer, it just kind of happens a lot in the French. Is Daniel, uh, is Daniel Kitson doing a stand-up show? I know he's doing a play. Which I'm not sure. I know he's the... doing some sort of maybe appearances on sort of one-night type things, but research that I prob- we probably should have done. Um, I saw, obviously, I saw Josie Long. She was great, actually. I completely recommend it. She. Um, 
it was a preview show. What the way it works is for the first two or three days before the Fringe starts, there's a lot of preview shows. The Fringe actually starts on the Friday, I think, but preview shows normally start on the Wednesday. Um, so how, it was the first one, and it lasted for about an hour and a half instead of about an hour. So it was good value for money because it was yeah. half price and it lasted longer than normal. <laughs> So I reckon that was a win. There's some sort of quadratic equation, I think, that works out exactly <laughs> how well you did. A bell curve type thing or something, is that right? I don't know. Anyway, the other, and she gave out a free fanzine as well that she was handing out at the start. No cupcakes. No cupcakes. That seems like her kind of thing. <laughs> Does it? I think she made... Actually, yeah, no, she made cupcakes on Just a Minute. Ah, oh, right. When she started losing, gave everyone cupcakes. Really She didn't start Nicholas making persons. the cupcakes during the show. No, that would be bad strategy. Yeah, I don't think that would win, really. But what was my... Oh, one other thing, if we can fit in, uh, okay. was... Uh, see, I also saw a preview of Delete Banjax, and uh, this it made clear why they have previews, because the show started 15 minutes late because they couldn't get the CD player to work. <laughs> Actually, that was the first show of two that I saw that day where that happened. I don't really know why. Uh, and it did make... I mean, I think the acts get a little bit tense about it because they pay quite a lot of money... Yes. Uh, for all this fun... Uh, I think the reason probably is most of the acts bought their CD players from charity shops <laughs> in Edinburgh once they arrived. Certainly I saw um, Natalie Summer yesterday. Well, obviously one thing I've realised is that all the stuff I've seen so far has been stand-up comedy. There is other things at the festival, including dance and physical theatre. And jazz. And or is that- there's, a, there's a lot of jazz. <laughs> And there's regular theatre, and there's music, and there's all manner of stuff. But most of the stuff I've seen so far has been stand-up comedy. But Natalie Summer yesterday, she had a TV as one of her props. And it was obviously a TV that had been purchased from a, a charity shop because it had all manner of weird coloured splodges and different sizes of the screen, which was kind of interesting. And it was in a tiny, tiny room. I mean, the, she, she was great. I, and, and the subject matter, I don't really want to... I'd probably... <laughs> Can you hear me still? I can hear you. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it by giving away the subject matter, but it's 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 not exactly the sort of normal thing that comedy would be based on. Um, that's kind of a bit obtuse, isn't it? Politics, clinical depression. <laughs> oh, it's getting more that way, I'd say. Oh, mental health rather than clinical depression. Mental health, let's say. It's not normally normally sort of thing you probably base comedy on, but it was good. Uh, but it was in a tiny little room with tiny little seats, so my back was incredibly sore when I tried to make it out. Also, the, the one thing, well, I don't know, it's often this way, but it is incredibly, well, it's not incredibly hot, but when you're in a tiny little room, it becomes incredibly hot. So yeah. I sort of wonder if a charity shop television might have added to that, that <laughs> small uh, mini climate it's at all. It's probably going to start a fire before the, <laughs> before the festival is out, isn't it? Um, cool. So what else to see? I saw Lee and Herring at different times, obviously, because they don't do things together anymore. But I saw Stuart Lee at the stand, and he was great. Yeah. Was that vegetable? Was that a vegetable stew? Vegetable stew. It's a TV promo, or like he's kind of work in progress. honing honing bits for his new TV show, which is going to be, I think, sometime in, later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good as well. And again, it was a preview show, so it was a. I say it was pretty much polished as a preview show because Stuart Lee is the sort of person that would polish all his stuff I couldn't imagine him doing a proper preview show it was bang on the money in terms of time and it was, it was spot on so I totally recommend that um, that's about it this time I haven't stuff seen Richard Herring yet so uh, oh, he's, it's good. don't it's spoil good. it because I didn't see it 10 years ago either no I didn't but, either but uh, it's good it's good I'm looking forward to it for sure can I say I'm not sure if it's as good as his show last year <laughs> Probably shouldn't say. Last I year, think, uh, last, last year was, was his peak, wasn't it? Oh, well, well, hopefully not. At least, no, but okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's probably his best show, like best show so far. Yes. Uh, 
big, well, you're probably selling out the whole run. I yeah. don't know if you did the year before, but getting lots of critical just conversation in general. It's a bigger room than last year as well. Last year it was in quite a small room in a very hot and smelly, sweaty room. This year is in a proper big room with a chandelier. Hot, so, not hot and smelly? Warm and <laughs> slightly whiffy. Warm and fragrant. <laughs> I don't know if you can still hear us, it's getting even busier and even noisier here. This, and, and the microphone almost went. So let's play some more music quickly. Um, I'm going to play a Scottish band. Why am I play a Scottish band? This is Frightened Rabbit from Glasgow. This is Heads Roll Off.
Let's frighten Rabbit as Hestral or what? I think I probably. second warning there. No, sorry, I didn't. I just noticed they had three seconds to go. So what we probably heard was me saying it's almost finished. Um, uh, yeah, Frightened Rabbit and Hezrolov. That's from their second album, Midnight Organ Fight, came out in 2008. I'm going to try and shout now, which probably means that it's overloading the microphone just because of noisy noisiness. So yeah. we're not allowed to say words that begin with a P, right? Are we? <laughs> what? Is that what you said? No sibilance or popping. Oh yes, yeah. that's right. Anything that begins with a P that you blow on the microphone, that's bad because I don't have my windshield. I thought I might blow away. I'm so. excited to hear how this will turn out. <laughs> Excited is maybe the wrong word. It's verite. It's gritty and real. It could be nothing at all, actually. It could just be a white noise, couldn't it? That's That'd be really, well. really. Then we'll have to come back tomorrow evening and do the whole thing again or something, won't we? Um, okay, so we talked about things that we've seen. Are there any things that you've got tickets for that you're looking forward to seeing, or that? Yeah, let me remember. Actually, you go first. Well, I know one of the things you want to go and see. You want to go and see Henry Rollins. That's right. Although, to be honest, I don't really know much about him. I saw him last year. I mean, he he does obviously. He's a punk at heart, I guess, and Black Flag and stuff like that. Um, so, and I was, I was kind of almost into his music when I was younger. Younger, <laughs> in that uh, I kind of listened to it a lot, danced to it a lot of noisy clubs, um, but never really owned any Black Flag albums. So I don't quite know how that happened, really. Some bands you kind of like that, but uh, and I think I saw him at Reading in '92 or something like that. <laughs> well. He said something really depressing, like this time next year. Ten of you will be dead. I think Reading is, is Reading is depressing enough without <laughs> needing to be reminded of something like that. Um, but I saw him last year at the. He was at TV. Uh, well, it's, which is the Gilded Balloon, and uh, it was the last show of the night, and it started at like half past twelve. <laughs> Someone else just tried to knock our microphone over. It started like half past twelve, and it was the last show of the night, and it was only supposed to be an hour long, but because there was no one on after him, he just kept going. Okay. And going, and I think we got out about half past two. It was one of those, um, oh, who's that? Man on the Moon uh, comedian guy. That sound really bad. Andy now. Kaufman. Yeah, who basically just would keep going and going, just see who would be the last man standing. I think they they turned the lights on at one point, and then uh, that was it. We had to go, but it was great. I mean, he kind of he held, he's not a stand up. He's not a stand up comedian. It's basically a one man spoken word show. He calls it, or they call mm-hmm. it, um, and it's basically him. It's kind of it is funny. Uh, basically more to do with his delivery rather than jokes but it's definitely worth seeing um, and I think what did he I can't quite remember what he did actually it was, a, it was a blur at the end it was another one of these small hot sweaty rooms that Edinburgh seems to do really well and if you can imagine still being in a whole small a small dark sweaty room after two hours of Henry Rollins shouting at you oh well what did I <laughs> but I, I recommend that's a recommendation by the way I, I, yeah well I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see it no matter what but um one of our uh, longer days where we, uh, we made some friends went out and saw Sweet Fan Jacks and some other shows and ended up going to So You Think You're Funny, which is also in the TV at, in the wine. Is, is that a open mic show? No, I, well, I think it's, I think the idea is that it becomes a sort of awards show, like new comedians can oh, have right. 15 minutes and they have sort of heats and stuff. Although when we saw it, um, it was, um, there was a um, compare and then it was Dan Antopolsky who's oh, well yeah. known and it was Sean Walsh who's well known and the person in the middle was uh, Eric Lampert who's a young guy looks sort okay. of like a anti-folk singer 
but who was yeah, he was really funny. He didn't didn't know who he was, but uh, he was really good. But it went quite it went fairly late. I mean, it was all according to schedule, but it was a hot room, and we'd been in a lot of hot rooms, and I had sweat running into my eyes. It was just like, oh my god, I'm ready for bed. There's one of the rooms actually. There's a there's the caves, which is a, a really strange venue. I but it's normally used for live music. I saw Ball Boy there, I think, about a year ago, and that's where Josie Long was. And it's it's a massive room that's like a sort of it's all sort of old brick walls and ceilings and it just drips water on you is that the underbelly no it's not it's it's the underbelly was like that last year just drip stuff from the ceiling all over you it's it's very nice um the other thing i'm going to go and see is tonight i'm going to go see a physical dance show inside which is uh, apparently got music by 65 days of static who are kind of math rock post-rock and they're doing the music live apparently to yeah. them dance which I'm not 65 Days of Static I've seen them live once before and they're really intense so I'm not entirely sure how you're going to be able to concentrate on anything else on stage with 65 Days of Static there but I got flyered for that and it was uh, ooh that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> cut that bit uh, <laughs> no no we leave that in there. I don't think that was clear but it was less than 30 seconds I don't think um, anyone will have heard it I was going to say I got flyered for that uh, dance show and had not heard of it but it just sounded like oh 65 Days of Static I know who they are that might be really mental and worth seeing is that on for the whole um, no it's not it's only on for another few days actually I think it's until the 14th so by the time this podcast comes out there'll probably be only one more show left so that's not really much of a recommendation for anyone who's listening and will there be a review by that time possibly not I mean by yourself there might be I, well, you know, yeah I might actually review it tonight and then insert it into well maybe if I'm feeling if I'm feeling adventurous yeah possibly I think I'm just going to play some more music do it sounds like a good idea um, what is it I'm going to play Kimia Dawson this is five years this is from her album Hidden Vagina which came out in 2004 Nick Valenzi wrapped his long, long arms around me And they went around my body almost seven times And he said, baby, I've been thinking And I think I will quit drinking And I think on my next birthday I'll turn 35 And I will settle down with you We'll make sweet love the whole night through You'll convert into a Jew Sit shiva for your former life And I said, Nick, although you're handsome I'll hold out for Isaac Hansen And he'll get his braces back when I become his wife And me and Hansen will go dancing Me and Hansen true romance Me and Hansen take a chance Lock the door, it's party time All our babies will be born November 17th, I'm sure We will get a cookie puss from local Carvel store And then our brothers will come over For a big game of Red Rover Everybody holding hands Break the chain, break the chain Break the chain, break the chain What would I do when you've had a few? Oh, would I stay or go away? And would you grieve if I chose to leave? What would you say if I was in pain? Last night Sergio Valente customized some denim for me Special for my special shape, they fit me perfectly And now I've got this new ensemble Certain circles, I'm a bombshell But a guardian Anglo keeps saying Negro please So pay attention and you'll notice One man's chops is one man's bloatus One man's taint is one man's chode is one man's Mr. Clean And every scene I've ever seen becomes a tootsie roll to me Little tasteless waxy turd that gets stuck in my teeth And everywhere I try to go, the cars are moving much too slow Excuse me, Mr. Johnson, he said, call me Bo. 
I think this is my biggest fear. The road before me is unclear. He said, close your eyes, my child, and let the old man steer. I said, oh, thanks anyway. What would Fenton Lawless say? Five years in the saddle, I've got to take the reins. What would I do when you've had a few? Oh, would I stay or go away? And would you grieve if I chose to leave? What would you say if I was in pain? Five years in the saddle and I've got to take the reins. Five years in the saddle and I've got to take the reins. Five years in the saddle, five years in the saddle. Five years in the saddle and I've got to take the reins. Five years in the saddle and I've got to take the reins. Five years in the saddle, five years in the saddle. Five years in the saddle and I've got to take the reins. Sort of indie, indie pop rock opera about dinosaurs coming in. You know MJ Hibbert? That's Kibby Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I did give you a, I did give you a 30 minute, 30 second 43 warning. 40, seconds. 43 30 second seconds warning. I can work with. It is now two o'clock in the afternoon. It's got sunny outside, uh, which means people have kind of come in here, I think, to the shady bit, which I chose because I thought it wouldn't be raining. But it is, of course, now very noisy. It's like being in a noisy pub. So probably nobody could probably hear this. It's just going to be white noise. I think Edinburgh must be one of the few British cities where people go inside when it gets sunny. We don't like the sun. <laughs> I don't We're not like used to. That's why I'm, I'm just at home here. But uh... what? This sounds really sad. But I'm going to say, have you had any great celeb spots? This is the fringe where all manner of weird people. Not that celebs are weird. Well, they probably are actually. Yeah. Well, it's too early, really, isn't it? It's only the first weekend. And you know, some of them haven't become celebrities yet. That's true. Actually, I saw an Australian guy who I decided was probably a performer just because he was Australian and he had ginger hair and he looked like he carried himself well. I think my best ever one was probably Harry Shearer. What? Is he a footballer? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Oh, God, from yeah. From Spinal Tap. You know, he's... Yeah, I know who you... Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. I think it was when... The... <laughs> no, 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 I thought bad a, with names? I thought that was a good joke, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have... It would have been, yeah, if I... Yeah. I think it's probably the best show I've seen in The Fringe, which was the, Sim- the cast of The Simpsons doing an episode oh, on when, stage when was that? it was quite a long time it was about maybe 8 years ago or something but, uh, yeah back in the day well I'd say I saw, saw Hardeep Sankoli on a bicycle on Tollcross I was pretty sure it was him because he was wearing a purple <laughs> turban and a kind of hipstery tracksuit I, I don't think there's many other purple turban wearers not really I didn't get you know chance to stop him at the traffic lights and see if he had a strong Glaswegian brogue but uh, I think it was probably him yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's now got so noisy, I'm not entirely sure if anybody could hear us, so I'm just going to play some more music. Who are we playing now? We're going to play a Sylvie Sexy.
Oh, actually, it's going to have a fade out. 15 Ooh. seconds from the end. Oh, I was going to count down from five just no, to show no, I was I... on the ball this time. It's getting even busier, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Even noisier. People, as people get drunker. Actually, everyone's leaving. Look at that. There must think... be some sort of show. What time is it? Yeah, well, they, they start all through the day, don't they? I was going to say it's not like 10 o'clock and all the shows start, but... Uh... All right, so look at that. Just as we're almost finishing, it might quieten down. <laughs> no, I might just have a nap right here. Maybe we should talk about music. Why not? Not about the fringe at all. I know some music. Yeah. Is there anything? Because what I normally do, the thing, my rationale for the show is that I play music that I hope people, I think people have already heard before. So such as, I mean, today's a bit different because it's it's more of a kind of a, a slightly special show. So most of the bands people have probably heard of. What I try and do is play people like Vaseline's now that people have heard of. They'll play something that people haven't heard of. Try and because it also means I find new music as I'm doing it, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. But if you got any suggestions that we should be listening to, what would you suggest we listen to? I should have done this beforehand. I could be playing the music. Without, well, the one one thing, uh, not exactly band-wise, but the um, retreat festival is coming up in the end of August. Oh yeah! And I went there uh, last year and got quite a few tips out of that. People that I've been listening to more of, like Withered Hand and Merso, and again, it's mostly Edinburgh and Scottish bands, isn't it? I think a lot of it is. I think Allo Darlin might be playing. Oh, are they? Uh, I can't even remember. It is, um, and it is twelve pounds this year, but it will be fun. And uh, it's the whole day, or is it two days? It is two days for twelve pounds, or like seven or eight pounds for one day. And not only I'm not going to be in the city that weekend. <laughs> I'll do an illegal bootleg recording, and uh, <laughs> we'll check if the music is podcast safe, and then leak it out. That sounds like a great idea. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I get freaked out every time someone walks past and the whole table wobbles. I, I hold it very still. You hold it steady. Obviously, Edinburgh, what, what happens as well is that everywhere, as Gordon said at the start of the podcast, everywhere kind of turns into a venue and turns into sort of a, a temporary structure. Edinburgh is complete with, filled with temporary structures. This is one of them. On the other hand, if we were here when there was no festival going on, by which I mean here in the Pleasance, it would be very strange indeed. It would be a car park. This place is a car park. <laughs> But one thing they haven't really done with this particular temporary structure is they haven't bothered to find out if it was on level ground. So we are kind of leaning over to one side. And just the sheer force of comedy Early. is knocking us. <laughs> and earlier on when I had my cup of coffee, I kind of had to I had to drink most of it before I could put it on the table because otherwise it was just going to sort of tip out all over my table and my computer and the microphone. expensive fruit-related uh, computing equipment. I don't mind advertising. <laughs> I, most of the time I say that I'm recording it in GarageBand and stuff, so I think people have probably figured out what computer I'm using. Um, cool, well, I don't think there's much else to say apart from thanks very much, Gordon, for being my co-host yep, it's fun. on this Edinburgh Man's Floppy Fringe number one. <laughs> I'm actually growing my hair. It was basically a buzz cut before, which would have spoiled the... Uh, I think I'm just going to... I might grow by next I'm gonna week. going to flop it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll flop it out by next week. We'll wear a wig. Um, we're just going to play one more track, which is kind of fringe-related, actually. Well, I, well... Interesting story. All right, go for it. Isn't I believe uh, if I'm not completely mental, Flight the Concords was a radio show first. Yes, and well, I, th- I think it was after they'd done a Fringe show, wasn't it? Exa- yeah, I think they actually wrote it. Um, Jared and Brett and uh, Blokey plays um, the boss man, Murray. Murray, yes. <laughs> I think they were writing it here while they were performing another show. 
Right. Uh, I may have just made that all up, <laughs> but um, basically one or two of them seem to come here every year anyway. This year, Arj uh, Barker, who plays Dave, the guy in the shop, is here. I don't imagine he's doing anything Concord related. No, but I'm definitely gonna get. I'm gonna go and see him. I haven't got tickets yet, but I'm gonna go and see him. Yeah. Mainly because the two for ones were all sold out. There was there was ones left. Oh, now we actually need to start one, money for things. All of his two for one shows only had one ticket left, which is really quite irritating. It is irritating. Um, so anyway, thanks very much, Gordon, for, t- for taking part in this ramshackle podcast. Yeah, for providing the crowd control. Exactly. I don't think we, we failed miserably with the crowd control, didn't we? But we did keep the table level when people walk past, which is good. This is Flight of the Concords. It's business time. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Tonight we're gonna make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice so you're not too tired. Oh, it's all on. You lean in and whisper something sexy in my ear like, I might go to bed now, I've got work in the morning. I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business. Then went in the bathroom, brushing our teeth. That's all part of the foreplay. I love foreplay. A shaker, shaker, a shaker, shaker, a shaker, shaker. Ow, ow, ow. Then you sort out the recycling. That isn't part of the foreplay process, but it is still very important. Next thing you know, we're in the bedroom. You're wearing that baggy old ugly T-shirt you got from your work several years ago. You know the one, baby, with the curly stain. I remove my clothes very, very clumsily, tripping sensuously over my pants. Now I'm naked, except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks, what time it is. Trying to say, oh yeah, that's it. And you tell me you want some more. Well, uh, 
not surprised, but I'm quite sleepy. Mm. Yes, baby. 